Hi there, I'm Robert Hurst, and I welcome you to this podcast of Safe Zone, your one place for sane and practical discussion about keeping your place of worship safer. In the Safe Zone, we integrate common sense ideas and concepts from various disciplines for tips that help create greater safety and security. Safe Zone isn't just about you, it's about everyone you love and care for where you worship. Let's get into this episode of Safe Zone. Well, hello, and as always, I am hoping this podcast finds you safe and doing well. I'm going to start this podcast with a true story from my past about a crisis. Now, I put the word crisis in air quotes for no one was seriously injured physically, but I was able to witness how quickly an incident can escalate during the time I worked on this particular one. Now, in reality, I had witnessed this type of crisis scene before. I've been a licensed paramedic in Texas, as well as peace officer and Homeland Security for decades, but I've always been in the role of a volunteer as a paramedic. So as a volunteer paramedic first responder, quite a number of vehicle accidents I've encountered over the years would involve a driver without a license, often because the driver was simply too young. Now, some were tragedies. I hated that. But fortunately, this accident proved almost comical at first. Here's how it all unfolded. Upon arrival at the accident scene, we found a car that had been banged up a little bit and a young driver, and we learned that the young driver was indeed without the requisite legal driver's license for our state, which also meant that the family auto insurance probably would not cover damages to the vehicle. Additionally, the young driver had taken his mother's nice car, brand new, well, actually a couple of months old, out for, once again in air quotes, test drive without permission. And being the inexperienced driver he was, he overcorrected on a ramp coming from one highway to the next and accidentally drove the vehicle into the bridge railing, where it bounced along the steel and concrete guardrail for a number of feet before it finally came to a stop. I mean, you can imagine the scratches and dents all along the injured side of the car. Now, a passerby who witnessed the accident had initially reported it as an auto accident with injuries because, I mean, he saw the damage and he thought, surely someone was hurt in that series of bangs and dings into the guardrail. So here we all are with this scared young man, not quite even a teenager. We've got an ambulance crew. We have law enforcement. We have first responders of various types and lots and lots and lots of lights. The good news he wasn't shaken up. I mean, he was shaken up, but he wasn't badly injured. The bad news, his mother was on the way to the scene. And he, when he realized that mom was on the way, though he had been walking around without complaining of anything, so he suddenly began complaining of this ache and that pain. I mean, we had not identified any injuries because everything seemed fine up till the time he found out mom was on the way. So on hearing his complaints, the paramedic team began their work by you know, doing the normal safe and professional packaging him is what we call it for a trip to the local ER so he could be evaluated. Now, this packaging, you've probably seen it either on TV or in person. I certainly hope you're not one who's had to experience this, but it was for your safety. You know, the neck brace, they put you on a backboard. They immobilize you by taping the neck brace onto the backboard and strap you on. And they do all of this like they did for him prior to placing him on the ambulance stretcher. Now, once these procedures were completed, we moved his stretcher into the back of the ambulance with him firmly secured to just continue trying to figure out what supposedly was hurting. 
So now we had the young man in the ambulance. He's relatively calm, but he's fearfully awaiting mother's arrival. Calm in the midst of the storm, right? Right. Until mom arrived. Now, I knew it was probably her by the gravel that sprayed everywhere when she skidded to a halt behind the ambulance. So I looked at the crew and I said, hey, let me go out and talk to her and try to get her calmed down before she steps in to see her child, okay? Y'all just keep taking care of the patient. Now, the emotional state or the emotional state that I encountered with the mother could only be described as near hysteria. Without any preliminary information, she had cre- created this scenario in her mind that her son must be dying. And why were we not already roaring off to the hospital? So after reducing her to just semi-agitation with the calm reassurance that her son was not seriously injured, I asked her to try to maintain that level of calm when she stepped into the ambulance. I said, you know, I need you to be a thermostat when you see your son and not a thermometer because I needed her to set the emotional environment for her son by staying calm, not abruptly reacting to the visual cues she was about to see. And by the way, I explained these to her of the backboard, the tape, and the other parts of the treatment regime that the protocol required, but which could look kind of scary. She assured me she could do this, and she did, until she saw her son. At that point, she became nearly hysterical again and could not be calmed down. Now, here's the problem. Within three minutes, her son was approaching near hyperventilation from the anxiety that mom generated with her hysteria. What a mess. And this is where I've got to say it's time to pause and ask the same question of you and your safety or security team members where you worship. Are you thermometers or are you thermostats in times of crisis? Because this is a critical question in a crisis because it's going to often determine the type of outcome in an incident. Now, we're going to discuss this more right after our business focus break for today. Okay, our business focus break for this podcast is to let you know about our new focus line of business called Safe to Learn, Lead, and Live. And if you have a business or know a business who needs safety or security training, you want to listen closely. Our short name for this new business focus is SAFE with the number two, the letter L3. So SAFE to L3. And our focus is to work with businesses, schools, and industry to help bring the same level of training and peace of mind regarding personal safety and security that we've been doing with churches for the past decade through Safe to Worship. For more information, send an email to us to info at safe2l3.com. That's info at S-A-F-E, the number two, the letter L, the number three, dot com. And if you do, we'll get back with you quickly. We have, we're going to have more information in the near future, so stay tuned for updates. Better yet, send us that email today for additional information. Life is uncertain. Safety and security at your business or school should not be. Email us today. That's info at safe2l3.com. Now back to our podcast. Okay, as I said, you're either a thermometer or a thermostat. And that's what I asked. I said, are, what are you? What are your team members? Because here's the deal. A thermometer personality is one that generally, like a thermometer, reflects the level of tension, angst, and energy around them at that time. So just as a thermometer records temperature but has no effect on increasing or diminishing that temperature, the same holds true with people. Thermometer people can take what was a calm situation and suddenly just blow it up 
and make it worse by their reactions. Now, usually this happens for two reasons. First of all, in times of crisis, it is a medical and psychological fact that people will generally react with one of three actions or types of actions, fight, flight, or freeze. Now, you've probably heard of fight or flight, but they have since found that really there is a third option that people may do, and that is just to freeze in place. Their, their senses are overwhelmed. Not just, you know, not knowing just how bad it, whatever that situation is, the surrounding crowd will look for someone to give them a measurement, in parentheses, the thermometer of the stress level. In other words, wow, how worried should we be? Here's the other problem, though. Number two is when the thermometer reacts with an indication that it's bad, the people are going to do the same thing. And that drives the tension of the incident even higher. I got to be honest with you. Thermometer personalities are absolutely zero help in crisis situations. And just as happened with the young man in our story, they can take a small event and make it a major issue. The thermostat personality, on the other hand, is the one that quickly reviews the scene, takes in the issues and the challenges, but then makes the conscious decision to set the operational tempo. In other words, they set the temperature of the crisis to a calmer level by remaining calm, quietly assertive, and constantly reassuring everyone regarding the event. I have witnessed thermostat personalities walk into the midst of chaos and calm that chaos within minutes. Because here's the deal, where the thermometer sees turmoil and insurmountable challenges, the thermostat is going to see opportunities to work together for a good outcome. Once again, thermometers simply reflect the temperature around them, adding to the chaos. Thermostats set the temperature for success. So that brings us to you. What are you? Thermometer or thermostat? And be honest with yourself. How do you respond in crisis situations? Do your reactions or do you react with brash, harsh words and open conflict? Get here, do this, go there. You know, you're just, you're bam, bam, bam. Or do you respond with calm, quietly assertive reassurance? Okay, we're going to make it through this, but here's what I need you to do. Very to the point, very directive, but very calm and quiet. Now, if you find yourself on the side of the thermometer when you're being honest about it, take heart. You can change. And somewhere down the line in a later post, we're going to discuss various ways to make certain you can quickly and professionally respond to nearly any crisis in a manner that inspires teamwork from everyone. For now, though, just realize that how you affect during a crisis affects everyone. And this is critical in churches. Because these are people who have come expecting to praise, to worship, and to do all the things that are good and fun, not to have to deal with the crisis. Make a conscious effort to begin thinking right now through what your response, in other words, you're being preactive. Go back to our earlier podcast to hear about that. You're going to be preactive to various security or safety challenges before they occur. So here's how you do it. You think with your feelings as well as with your mind about what you would do and how you would act. Consider the positive impact your response will have instead of the negative. In other words, respond like a thermostat, even in your thoughts. If, then. If this, then this. If this happens, then here's how I'm going to do it. And then also add how you would involve others to help in the crisis. The great thing that we have going for us is that being made in God's image, we can rely on Him to help us change into what we need to be when we work a crisis. So until next time, do me a 
great big favor and do yourself an awesome service. Focus on becoming a thermostat and stay safe. God bless. That wraps it up for this episode of Safe Zone. Take what you've learned and help bring a newfound peace of mind to those you worship with by making it a safer place to worship. Now, to help us, if you would, I do ask that you go to iTunes or whatever podcast service you use and leave us a favorable rating. That helps us in this very crowded, just general podcast marketplace. And while you're there, be certain to take a moment and hit the subscribe button so you won't miss a single new episode that's released. Finally, forward this podcast to your friends and associates that are in your sphere of influence on a daily basis. Hey, after all, we're all in this together, so let's learn together and grow together. Until next time, have a great day, have a safe week, and wherever you worship, let's make it a safe place to worship. God bless and goodbye.